Episode 16, Forest Hall, Real Church Matters. I'm here with Antoinette Allen. How you doing, Antoinette? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Somebody turned 27 tomorrow. Why are you telling my business? Because uh, it's a big deal. You it's like, no, I'm joking. Years. Yes. Old out here. That's right. I still get mistaken for a 17-year-old. It's so weird. No, it's not weird. It's all I would rather be, you know, look younger than older than. Mm-hmm. To God be the glory for 27 years. Amen. Blessed to be a part of half of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's about right. So, Real Church Matters on Instagram, realchurchmatters.com. That'll take you to SoundCloud. If you do SoundCloud, and a lot of people do SoundCloud, that's great. Thank you. If you do iTunes, subscribe. But even more so, if you could write a review or just say a little bit about it and also sharing. Sharing, sharing. sharing is caring. Man. Sharing is caring. And just let people know, like, oh, I listen to something that's, you know, a little bit hilarious, <laughs> a little bit uh, deep, a little bit encouraging and mm-hmm. a lot of bit fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, share it. It will put a smile on my yeah, face. Yeah, our podcast is a little bit of everything. It is a little bit of everything. <laughs> a lot of bit of God. Amen. Less of me, more him. So, what you got cooking over there? Likewiselife.com, my blog. You can check out and read um, a few articles I have, um, and then follow Twitter and Instagram. Go do likewise. Yeah, that's what's up. So do we have any extra stuff? Oh, Your if music? you're in the Maryland area on June 2nd at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. I think it's at 7. I think it's 7. Uh, at Community of Hope Church and that's uh, in uh, Hillcrest Heights, Maryland uh, Brittany Wright will be having her live release concert uh, there are a few reasons why I'm sharing this number one being she's extremely talented I love her voice and I feel like she does an excellent job at, at presenting the gift of God for God mm-hmm. second reason my brother the producer extraordinary Philip Hall, part of Writer's Block, has uh, is, is instrumental in putting this whole album together. Mm-hmm. And the third reason is I actually co-wrote on a bunch of songs, so I'm excited for people to hear. You know what we were able to collaborate and do. I'm excited for um, just another facet of creativity to be unveiled mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I like her sound it's like going back to the gospel like you know I, I don't know how to describe it but but it's good it's good and it is at 7 o'clock p.m. 7 o'clock also you can always check out my music I'm cooking up some things so uh, the best place to kind of direct yourself to it is either SoundCloud FSH music or FSH run or Instagram FSH Music. Um, I'm about to release the meme tape on June 16th. June 16th, you're gonna get the meme tape. It's got a bunch of fun songs on there, um, and ideas and concepts that I feel like uh, will bless people. And then shortly after that, just in time for the summer, um, you'll get songs I had to live volume one. All right, so that, that's a lot. <laughs> we're, we're constantly making this 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 pre roll thing a little longer. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that God is doing, and we love just continuing to be dynamic and growing through it. Um, with that being said, what is this episode about? Forgiveness. Uh oh, forgiveness. <laughs> so you had the idea of this uh, topic. So why why was that on your head? Um. Well, I have my dad, we're moving out of our old house. So we've been, I've been dealing with a lot of memories. And then I think just spending a lot of time with him in general just brought up a lot of like past emotions, past uh, bitterness, past, a lot of things that I felt towards him in the past. Um, and I just, I just think about now how much I enjoy being around him. And I just, I just was reflecting on forgiveness and, what that looks like, you know, for a Christian, like beyond the whole like. So where do you feel that shift happen? Where, where do you feel like it's like you're like I, I held a lot of stuff. 
and just to use your phrasing, your terminology, you held a lot of stuff. Where do you feel like you begin to let go? Um, I think it came from a lot of me just understanding, like understanding that at the end of the day, he's before he's my dad, before he's he was a husband, he was a man. So I feel like my perception towards him changed a lot. And I felt like that that opened a window for me to be able to have forgiveness. Mm. And so for me. I think if we want to talk about forgiveness, it does start, like you said, with us. And, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because you think you figured something out. So you're like, okay, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Yeah. So let me just, you know, look up, you know, how many times forgiveness shows up in the Bible. Read every scripture pertaining to forgiveness. Got it. Got it. Now that's what we'll talk about. And mm-hmm. then I was kind of getting ready to today, just you know, in the shower. A lot of ha- things happen in the bathroom creatively. Yeah, you creative people out there, y'all can kind of corroborate what I'm saying or not. No, it's but true. for me, like I mean, whether I'm in the shower or on the throne, <laughs> ideas and things just yeah. come. I think it's because you're I'm, isolated. I'm isolated, yeah. and I give myself time to think at that time yeah. and you're very vulnerable like when you think about like <laughs> that's, that, that's that whole area super you like, are never more vulnerable than the bathroom yeah like if you want to hear a guy squeal let him be on the toilet and you push the door open like, <laughs> hey <laughs> like even a grown man hey what's good <laughs> all of a sudden he started putting his feet on the wall but uh, <laughs> but um i was sitting you know i was in the shower and it, it hit me like and, and these scriptures just hit me, and I didn't really even understand how they tied in until I sat with them um, a little bit later. But the Proverbs 4 and 23 say, keep your heart with all vigilance or diligence, as it says in King James Version, for from it flows springs, springs of, of life. life or rivers or issues of life, as it says in King James. In the minute I heard that, it hit me. That's our issue. Mm-hmm. Our issue is life, but only one facet of life. And there's there's two parts of life. There's a physical life and a spiritual life. And so when you hear you hear people talking about forgiveness, you're, they're talking about they're having a hard time Accepting. digesting life. Mm-hmm. Like it's if, a lot to take in. Right. If life was a food, we, we would say life is like cheese and you're lactose intolerant. Mm hmm. Like, it's hard for you. It's not that you're not living life. It's not that you're not taking it in because it's almost a misnomer. It's like, of course, we are living life. Mm -hmm. But some people are not able to digest it Mm -hmm. in its best way. Sometimes you're able to digest the best parts, but then you get to the worst parts or the tough parts. And it's hard for you to process. Yeah. You can think of people like that in your life where you just you can look at them and tell like she don't really she didn't know how to deal with that situation. Yeah. Like she couldn't withstand. Yeah. You know, and I think part of what you understood is that, man, all of these things that I'm feeling are coming out of my heart, mm-hmm. coming out of my mind. I should probably keep my mind. Mm-hmm. I should probably tend to it. With diligence because everything's flowing through it. Yeah. It would be as if you had a um you you had a a, a, a assembly line and the final product kept coming out wrong. You gotta go to every facet of that assembly line and, figure out and see where in all the gadgets, the gadgets, the doodads, where is something messing up. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at our heart. There are certain parts of our heart that are not working right. Mm -hmm. And therefore, what is producing, the life that's producing from us, never moves to the abundant life. Mm. Never moves to the full life. It never moves to the beyond the physical. Mm -hmm. So there's a scripture that tied with that. I didn't know how I tied with it when I was in the shower. But it's John 10 and 10. And Jesus said, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But it says, but he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, people to look at that, and I've heard a lot of people kind of parse those things into two and say, he wants you to have life, but then he wants you to have the abundant life. No, what he's saying is, I want you to have, as abundant means, all of its fullness. Mm-hmm. He said, I want you to have life, but I want you to have it with all of its fullness. I want you to have the full spectrum of life, Mm -hmm. which is not just a physical life where your heart beats and your breath breathes through your lungs and you have consciousness. But a eternal life Mm -hmm. is what he came to bring that completes the circle of life. that gives you the fullness of life. Right. That's why Jesus was always talking about making people whole and stuff like that. It's like you don't have any lack. In Christ. I want you to have as abundant also means to be well supplied with something. Mm. I want you to have enough life to live forever. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have enough life that runs out at 90. Mm-hmm. I want you to have enough life that runs out at 100. Mm-hmm. Or for some people, enough life that runs out at 27. Yeah. He mm-hmm. said, I don't want you to have a little bit in your cup. I want you to have enough life that you are well supplied. To live beyond life itself. Right. Mm. So what prevents that is the issues of life. Of life. Yep. He said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What? Life. Yep. He comes to steal the quality of life. Yep. He comes to destroy lives. And he comes to what? Kill lives. Yeah. A lot of that is in relationships too. Like. When you start, you know, finding that bitterness and that, the resentment and all that stuff, and it, it ruins relationship, it prevents life. You, The thief has come yeah. to steal, kill, and destroy the re- life in your relationship with your father. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see things a certain way. You'll You'll take in things that were unfair, and you'll yeah. harp on those things. Because let's just break it down. To have an abundant life means that you don't have just a semblance of something, mm-hmm. but you have it in its fullness. Mm-hmm. See, because when we're just living on earth, we look like we have life until the time where we die. And then people realize we did not have life. Do you understand? People can look and say, Antoinette got a daddy. But can't understand why Antoinette don't feel like she got a daddy. Why? Because she has a semblance of something. Mm -hmm. But she is not well supplied with it. Mm -hmm. She is not full of it. There is no life in that relationship. Why? Mm -hmm. Because she didn't keep her heart. Mm -hmm. So what flew out of there was the issues of life. And the only way, this this is the cool part. The only way that we articulate relationships is through our hearts. Yeah. So if our hearts are tainted, so is the relationship. Yep. That's why he said, keep your hearts, because out of it flows the byproduct of everything else. Don't mm-hmm. tell me you love me and you, you in your heart, you harbor resentment and hatred. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And people do it all the time. They do it all the time. Keep so this is certain. where well, this is where, you know, it's tied in for me. Like forgiveness is such a, a, a key part of what we are mm-hmm. because it allows life to flow again. Even in our lives, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. How? Because his son came to cover our sins so that we may walk in what? Forgiveness. Now that he brought forgiveness to the table, now we have life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. The minute you introduce forgiveness into your father's and yours relationship, guess what sprang up? Life. Life once again. Mm-hmm. Once again. Yep. Life sprang up. And so many people, and this is why this is an important topic, and I'm getting a little emotional because I I I I understand how Antoinette feels. I had a very rocky relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. Not even because he did something wrong mm-hmm. because he did everything he could do in his power to do for the understanding and the knowledge and that the maturity had. that he had. But as a child, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because I didn't keep my heart. I didn't walk according to that forgiveness. See, this is a mindset. Another scripture that mm-hmm. goes to is um, Jesus is teaching us prayer. 
Yep. And people got to understand prayer is a meditation. Mm-hmm. What, he, what he's doing when he teaches us prayers, he's teaching us how to think. Mm-hmm. He's telling us how to think. So when you look at the Lord's Prayer, I hope there isn't any adults that's just reciting the Lord's Prayer verbatim. I want you to look at the Lord's Prayer as a the template. a template in which you gauge your thoughts. Look at it like you look at the sight chart when you go to the opt the ophthalmologist or the ophthalmologist. Look at it like that. When you go in there and you read those letters, he's having you read those letters to gauge how good you see mm. the clarity of your vision. That's true. That's even why he started off with our father, with chart in heaven. It's like, let's acknowledge what, him first. He, what is he doing? He's, he's laying out things that if you, as you go through them, he's trying to see if you can see clearly mm. the meditations of your heart must look like this is what he's saying. Yeah. If it don't look like this, then you need some help to see clearly. But you should wake up saying, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed, how reverence mm-hmm. be thy name. I, I got to reverence you. Thy kingdom come. Mm-hmm. Lord, I want your kingdom here. here. I don't want to build yeah. my kingdom. Thy will be done. Lord, I don't want to do what my, my way. I want your will. On earth as it is in heaven. Lord, you just told me what I'm supposed to do. Every day I'm creating heaven on earth Amen. through the ministry of the gospel. Forgive, if, if, what does it say? Forgive our trespasses mm-hmm. as we forgive our those tr- who, who trespass us. against us. Mm-hmm. He understands. Jesus is trying to explain to us that our heart has to be in line to receive forgiveness so that we might be free. But we must forgive others so they might be free. Mm -hmm. Free from what? I know what I'm free from when Jesus forgave me. I'm free from the condemnation of my sins. Mm -hmm. What am I saying? I'm free from the punishment, the weight of punishment for what I did in the past. Mm -hmm. Now is something better for me. I'm, I have room to grow where other people can't see past what I did. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Other people can't see past what I did. God can because he came with forgiveness. So for us, it's being able to do the same thing. I don't have to look at your past. I can forgive what you did. I can forgive how you felt and what you may have done to me or what the way you, what you didn't do. I can look past that and give you an opportunity to be greater, give you room to grow, not be defined by what you did, but have the ability to be more than. A lot of people always talk about forgiving and forgetting. Like that's when we decided to do this topic. That's some of the, one of the things I thought of. And a lot of part of what you used to tell me is like it's not all, all it's not about forgetting because we can't really forget. Like we, we're humans, we have brains, we have memories, we have memories attached to feelings. Like we can't just forget things. So like you said, a part of that is just thinking of it differently. Yeah. Like the way you perceive the past changes when you accept forgiveness. Yeah, I, I think because uh, that's a perfect place to go if it's like for people who's like, okay, so I should forgive, but how do I? Mm-hmm. Well, how do you is because you... You understand it's a meditation, so you change your mind. Yes. And we have the power to do that. We definitely do. The Bible tells us we have the ability to change our minds. Mm-hmm. You, you, the person, whatever person it is, you, you, you change the way you, you understand that that person is a human. You understand the, the things that person have been through to be that person. You understand, as Jesus said, this person is harassed. Like, you understand that all these frailties people have to deal with and it changes your your expectation for why and what they did to you was the way it was. And if you can't do that, that's the problem. If you can't do that, then you're not in a place to forgive. It's, yeah. it's, it's changing the perspective, how you see what they did. Mm-hmm. Because that's what God, God did. He yeah. changed the way he looked at us through his son. Mm-hmm. And we have to change the way we look at others. Through his son. Yeah. Or even ourselves. I feel like a lot of people don't deal with forgiving themselves for things. Absolutely. 
our, our job is to forgive. And in Second Corinthians two, uh, verse five through eleven talks about forgiving the sinner. Mm-hmm. It says, if somebody caused you pain, he he didn't just cause it to me; he caused it to all of us. But he's saying th- the punishment is severe enough. Let's let's chill. Let's relax. Let's rather turn and forgive him and comfort him. Mm-hmm. So that he may not be overwhelmed with excessive sorrow. What is he saying? He said, don't put so much on people. Yes. Because you're going to want somebody not to put so much on you. Because here's the thing. Uh, another word that's synonymous with forgiveness is shame. Why people, is that? people deal with shame all the time. They Sometimes people do wrong. And they, don't, they know they messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like if you sat and talked with your father... He would admit all the things that maybe you even understand as being wrong. Mm-hmm. Y- you may be totally validated in all the things that you have felt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It brings a sense of shame. Mm. You can live in lording that shame over the, him. Or you can forgive him. That's true. And so then he can continue to wallow in that shame and never think that he can live beyond it. Mm. Or your forgiveness can propel him. To no longer live in the past, in his past regrets, but to operate in now and make the most of now. That's that life. That's that abundant That's the life. abundant life. Mm-hmm. Is that we are not just living, regretting the fact that we are things that we don't live up to. But now we're living and we're living up to mm-hmm. that which we are. I never even thought of it like that. Like, I feel like a lot of people do that. Like, we we put shame on people or we put shame on ourselves and we just operate in that. Operate That's why you feel that. free in, you know, yeah. being the way you are. Yeah. It's Paul is saying in verse 8 of Second Corinthians chapter 2, he says, So I beg of you, reaffirm your love mm. for that person. Mm. Sometimes we got to remember, instead of forgiving and forgetting, I look at it this way. Forgiveness is reaffirming my love. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's putting my love back in priority. Yes. There are other things that I've put in priority here. I put my feelings in priority. I put what you did wrong in priority. I put a, I put a lot of things in priority and love becomes secondary. Yes. Third, fourth. Some some people see it's not even in the top 10 of what they think of when they think of you or what we think of when we think of ourselves. He says, reaffirm your love, reestablish it, put it back in the proper place it should be, because that's the only way we forgive. You're looking at forgiveness like, all right, so what I, I'm in a situation where you telling me to just forgive people, then they'll always think they could do whatever they want to me. It's a good point. <laughs> let's go there. So let's go there. We just go down to verse 15 of Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 12. But that was that, that scripture was good too about forgiveness. But Second Corinthians chapter 12 says, The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with utmost patience. With signs and wonders of mighty works. Go down to verse 15. He says, I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Mm. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? Mm. That's it right there. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we're in a position where we have to be gladly yes. putting ourselves in a position to spend and be spent yes. for people. Mm hmm. It's a it's a tough thing to accept as a believer, but that's that's what we're signing up for. Yeah, honestly, and like, you can do that in wisdom. Yeah, you can do that in wisdom. We're not telling you to let people run over you. We're not telling you to let them do what they want to do. Yeah. We're just telling you that when you make yourself available, when you have a heart to spend and be spent. You are putting yourself in a position to to reaffirm love for everyone and allow them to grow past the shame, the regret that they often stay in and live in. Because shame and regret, you want to know what their address is? P-A-S-T. Yep. Shame and regret lives in the past. That's where they live. And when you 
live with shame and regret, guess where you live? In the past. In the past. That's why he says the bodies, our bodies are daily, you know, shedding away, but our spiritual man is constantly being renewed daily. It's like, although you're being exhausted in one sense that you feel like is, but it's, you're being renewed spiritually. Day by day, you're being renewed. And that scripture still comes up and it still resonates with us because guess what? That's life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. That's what we talk about. When you talk about forgiveness, you're saying, I don't want to just live because I can just live and be human and not walk in forgiveness and then find myself because people, some, you know, if you never forgive nobody, you're going to find yourself by yourself. Yes. Because everybody needs forgiveness. No matter who. Even the well, most well-intentioned, good, good, best-hearted person means you well, is, can sometimes mess up and be in a place where they need you to, to forgive them. Mm-hmm. They may have spoken error. They may have did an error. They might have done it with the best intentions and still hurt you. And if all you do is just put people away every time they do something to you, you're going to find yourself by yourself. When do we get enough of that? You know what I'm saying? Before I ever had this perception of my father, there are many people who I love even who who do, I don't love as much, mm-hmm. who I just pass off. You get what I'm saying? You just get rid of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, I'm done with him. I'm done or with Or even her. if you're not, but mentally you checked out. Yeah, like, you, 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 you're you not. You don't want nothing to do with Love is not a part of that relationship. You like, I love her, but I love her from afar. Yeah. No. That person call you for help, you be like. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what that is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or I, I, I love you, but I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is not asking you to trust somebody It's asking you for, to reaffirm your love for them mm-hmm. We have to care for people And care how they feel What Paul was sharing was Hey, I need y'all to understand I don't care how you guys love me I'm <laughs> here to love you He said, if I love you more Does it matter that I'm not loved? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter a rhetorical question we're in a position where we're constantly looking to love and give and we know god provides he'll provide peace he'll provide vengeance if it's needed he'll provide protection mm-hmm. i don't have to feel vulnerable when i love a big part of what you used to always say you used to tell me like you we expect love from people who don't have it in them anyway it's like you you expect so much from from mere humans. It's like they're giving you the best they can. It's just we have a hard time with that because it's part of it is expectation. We don't even understand we're in the same place that God was way back when when mm-hmm. he looked at the world and he saw it was desperately wicked. Yeah, and he regretted the day that he ever made them until two chapters later, where he realized this is the way they are. From their youth. Mm -hmm. And then he knew once he established that, once he came to terms with that, he created a plan of attack to reaffirm his love, Mm. to reaffirm his love. He said, I know what to do. My son. Yeah. And the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is his plan of action to reaffirm his love for us. Mm. That's interesting. And so a lot of times Instead of forgiving and forgetting, as people have coined the term, a lot of times we're in a place where we just need to come to terms with who people are in general. The humanity of people will always lean towards disappointment. Mm -hmm. Always. Will always lean towards failed expectations. Always leads towards hurt and pain and tears. People make will make you cry before they even make you smile. Mm-hmm. And the same person that made you smile will one day make you cry. You got to understand, though, that's the part of humanity. Mm-hmm. But in that, you must create a plan within your heart to reaffirm your love so that the issues that flow from your heart are not just life, but life. Abundantly, I always thought it was so remarkable the way the things your mom have went have went through with her family, you know, dealing with, you know, having a parent who, you know, d- 
good things to, uh, you know, her family and stuff like that. It's yeah. just, it, I thought that was just remarkable how you can. Yeah, one day we'll definitely have to have her on and we can, um, in the process of that conversation, because you cover so many topics in yeah. that conversation, in the process of that conversation, definitely talking to her about forgiveness right. and how she came to a place of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Even when me as a ch- as her child, hearing the things that her family had to endure, the things she had to go through, uh, I, I don't see how she has. But that's the thing. God created a plan that she reflected his mind. They say, for God so loved the world. That means every last person, even the people we don't think are lovable, God loves. And he loves them to life because he wants us to all have life abundantly. Mm -hmm. The thief, the thief is an interesting thing to call anything a thief and he's calling the adversary or satan a thief Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because a thief preys on exploits what do you mean preys on weaknesses that Mm -hmm. he can exploit Mm -hmm. he 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 preys on gaps lapses anywhere where he can see an opening Mm -hmm. he can come in and still kill and distress. Why it says keep your heart right. with all diligence. We have to seal our hearts up. We have guard to guard your our hearts. hearts. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. He's like guard our hearts because if you leave the door unlocked, if you leave the door ajar, you leave the if this you, is the slightest crack. If yeah. you leave your heart open to entertain certain things, the thief comes in. And he steals, mm-hmm. steals joy. Yeah. Next thing you know, that's flowing through your life. Yeah. He steals peace. Mm-hmm. He steals those things. He kills relationships. Mm-hmm. He destroys souls. Isolate people. Yes. Those happen not because people did something to you, but because you didn't keep your heart. Yep. We got to keep our hearts. By keeping my heart, by making sure it's guarded, the thief can't come in. And take away that which God is trying to give us by living life and living it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we're not operating in that way, today we got to understand forgiveness ain't something Jesus got. It's something we have too because of him. Mm-hmm. And so, excellent point. Excellent point. Um, John 5 and 40 says, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. See, we got to understand something. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He is, Christ is the means in which we are able to forgive. We just said there's a there's a, a deficiency, a human deficiency. We don't have it in us to forgive. As long as Antoinette was operating and Antoinette, Antoinette had no love to affirm. See, you get what I'm saying? Within myself, no. Within yourself, you had no love to reaffirm. This is where people be like, you know, you got to deal with your issues in your life before you even try to go out and find love and stuff like that. They, they say it and not even understand what you're really saying, because it is true, mm-hmm. is you can't love something if you can't keep love, the priority, and the things you already say you love. Right. That's what Pastor always talks about. Uh, broken people can't love broken people. No, because you've already shown with people you've loved in the past that there's a limit to your love. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's coming in is on a limited time only basis anyway. Our love is supposed to be abundant. Why are you limited in the things that make abundant life? What makes an abundant life? Let's let's go back to that. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, meekness, gentleness, temperance. Mm -hmm. All these things are fruits of the spirit. They come along to give us this overflowing life. Mm -hmm. If you are depleted in those resources, you don't have an abundant life. life. Mm -hmm. What's the use in loving if you don't really love? What's the use in being happy if you ain't got joy? What's the use in resting if you don't got peace? Come on now. Well, what's the use of any of those things if you can't have them when you need them? Amen. <laughs> what's the use in going on vacation 
and saying, ah, this is the life. As soon as you get back home, it's hell on earth again. Yeah. Because you don't have peace. <laughs> yeah, you got some rest. Yeah. Cabo was fun, but you don't got peace. Mm-hmm. And since you don't got peace, there ain't a place on this universe. There isn't a getaway on this universe. There isn't an all-inclusive package. <laughs> there isn't a cruise that can keep you in perfect peace. That's where people are living the life. but They're not living the abundant life. Mm-hmm. And people are living tons of relationships, but they're all disposable. Mm -hmm. Why are they disposable? Because you don't have forgiveness. So when you've expired your love, you throw it away. You don't know how to recycle or reaffirm. (laughs) That love, yeah. Your love. Your love isn't a renewable resource. Mm. It's very finite. Mm -hmm. It's like people should know, like, as soon as they meet you, they'd be like, yeah, we good for about three months. <laughs> yep. I'm good for about three months of love. We should tell people. Yeah. Because we don't have a renewable resource because we don't know how went to keep our hearts so that we can continually, abundantly love people. That's why divorce and every all of that stuff will constantly be at an all-time high. Absolutely. The same way there are symptoms of a lack of having proper water in you, mm-hmm. being dehydrated, a relationship that lacks abundant living shows the signs of spiritual dehydration. Mm. It's yeah. just going to show it. Yeah. Divorce is one of those signs. It, we we got to understand, not talking, no communication is one of those signs. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you, the first thing you realized in your relationship with your father is you stopped talking. Always the first it's always the first Or thing. the fact that you, you dread talking to the person. You just dread it. You, it's you just, have no patience, no tolerance. We, we, we talk about age. We say there's tons of things that keep us separated, but not realizing if you love this person, age wouldn't stop you from talking with them. No, it wouldn't. If you love this person, there's no such thing as unequally yoked mm-hmm. in that matter. I'm tired of people using that phrase, that right. term, because they don't even understand what that means. We'll talk about that another time. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of forgiveness, we're always in a place where we are the initiators, too. I want to make sure people understand that. It's a humbling humbling thing to be the initiator. Mm -hmm. But if you sit around and wait for, I don't know what you're waiting for, but that's more playing on your flesh and not on the truth of God's word. If God waited for us to turn our hearts towards him, He would have been waiting forever. Mm -hmm. But no, he made the first move. He initiated. He set the the first shot across the bow and said, I love you. John 3.16 is his first shot across the bow. And he (laughs) says, I so love the world that I gave my son. Mm -hmm. I know what you did to me. I know what you think about me. I know you don't care about me. Mm -hmm. But I care so much about you that I'm willing to write it in permanent ink. Mm -hmm. Nothing more permanent than death. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do this for you for the sake of our relationship. I'm willing to initiate Mm -hmm. the olive branch. We have to do that. I guarantee you that's what you did. And like I said, it takes humility. You you have to be in a place where it's like you're not worried about how this person will respond. You're not, you know, none of those factors matter because you're just in a humble place. Yeah, you we become the initiators of reaffirming love. And you will get the short end of the stick. <laughs> like we said, like that, that person won't really know how to give you what you feel like you gave them right. in a way. And, and there's, there is love lost. Like, like people say, well, there's no love lost. No, there was. There was. And be honest. Be honest. Yeah. But guess what? We're going to find it. And we're going to reaffirm it. That's we're going right. to put it back in the place it belongs. Because that's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If you can't put your love back, you ain't forgive. Even for yourself, like you said, if we don't put our love back as priority of ourselves, then we know we ain't forget. Mm-hmm. That's how we forget. That's how we forget is that we we move on. That's our way of forgetting mm-hmm. is to move on. Not that we ever forgot what you did, but we showed that we forgot 
the sting of it mm. through our actions in moving on. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get some some word to tie with that. <laughs> let's get some word. So I'm gonna start at verse thir- uh, Philippians three and fourteen. He says, I press on toward the goal Mm -hmm. for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You guys know this scripture as I press towards the mark of the higher calling of Jesus Christ. What we're saying is we are pushing. We're pushing an agenda. Yes. We're pushing towards an agenda. What's that agenda? The call of love. Mm hmm. That's that's the call of Christ. Yeah. It's the call, and it of has love. no limit. <laughs> so it has, has no, no expiration date. I, I'm I'm so focused on loving. Mm-hmm. I have no time to stay in the past. Yeah, that's that's me pressing towards the line. I'm just moving forward. You like, hey, we had some rocky roads. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. I turn, you can list about twenty things. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure you like as I turn twenty seven, and I look back at my life. It hasn't always been easy with you. There's some things that we, man, there's some dark periods. But guess what? I'm on a mission towards love. Mm. And I'm moving so much. I remember uh, I, I did a f- photo shoot with my family. Mm-hmm. And, and my dad, he it was cold out there. And he didn't want to be in it no more. And he started walking away. And he was getting smaller and smaller and smaller till I couldn't see him no more. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, I always remember that because... It it hurt me because I thought that I was doing something that that it would promote and get the family together. But if if I left there feeling like no matter what I do, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. that's that's the wrong thought. I'm not gonna let that stop me from doing outside of myself and moving in the way of love. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I didn't let it stop me. Because it was a process. Mm-hmm. Relationship has gotten better. Yeah. But you got to make the first moves. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? You could constantly be in and of yourself and you're like, you know, my family, I don't even feel like my family cares. So why should I do this? Or why should I do that? But no, it's the little things that you begin to do that puts you in the way of love where you ain't even, you so busy moving forward. The things that you used to see right up in your face, they get smaller, smaller, and smaller. Yeah. And smaller. The more you address things and not be afraid of yeah. it, yeah. And it's not that they don't exist yeah. or didn't exist; it's that they don't exist on the path that you're on. Mm-hmm. And if it ain't in the path that you're on, it's almost as if it's not there. We all got family members that's in other states. Sometimes you forget they exist. Why? Because they're not in your line of sight. Mm-hmm. It's one thing we gotta be careful of. It's like a car. The rear view mirror distorts the image. It tells you on the, on the, the it appear. says objects appear closer mm-hmm. than they are. It distorts the image. Looking back, we always get a distorted image of the past. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm so every, every small thing seems so much bigger than it seems probably. Seems obtuse. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you eat, especially me getting older, it's like you, you try to make it like, this happened and this is why I am the way I am. You hear that language yeah. a lot. A lot of people will say that. Why? Because they're looking in the past and their perception of the past is distorted. Because mm-hmm. if we took a time machine and went back, we'd be like, this is what you was mad about? <laughs> There's many a times where God has taken me back in my own memories. And I'm like, this is what you was mad about? This, but in that moment, like in the moment, it seems a lot. As you look back in the wrong context and wrong lens, it seems bigger than it was. But let's be true, guys. In this in this age of memories being ever more present because everything's being documented. Yeah. Our lives are constantly documented from videos and pictures. Come on, look back at some of these situations. They're not as big as you want them to be. They're not. And they need to be smaller as you press towards the mark. Mm-hmm. Now, I gave you the last part of that scripture uh, uh, of this passage so we can kind of reverse it and go up. So go to verse thir- 13. And he says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it 
my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards or forwards to what lies ahead. Mm-hmm. He said, I, it's none of this is of my own. He said, what, what it is, let me tell you the secret. Because we, when we forgive people, it's not because of our own power. No. But he said, here's the secret. I'm straining. It's not even easy. Yeah. It's not a straining. Yeah. It's not even easy. But I'm straining towards what lies ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm straining towards what I'm forgetting what lied behind. I'm forgetting it because I'm moving forward mm-hmm. to the call of Christ, as he said. And then we go to verse 10 because we're going backwards. He says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings. Mm-hmm. See, this is the thing. Even when we talk about forgiveness, it hurts. It Reaffirming our love hurts. Mm-hmm. There is a sacrificing part of this. There's a hurting part. But this part is all done in love. Mm-hmm. A hurt that's done in love is a hurt that we're sharing with Christ mm-hmm. because he endured pain for love. Mm-hmm. So when you endure for love's sake, we're fellowshipping in his suffering, we're sharing in Christ's suffering. Mm-hmm. When you do something for love's sake, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When you grin and bear it for love's sake, that might be the title of the podcast for love's sake. Yeah. <laughs> mm When you do it for love's sake, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Nothing else. And, I, and I'm, I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking about that very act is what saved my life. It's what pulled me out of excessive sorrow, as it said in that scripture. It's what pulled me out of depression and shame, shame. Yeah. and guilt and regret was somebody loving me. Even though I know it wasn't easy because I didn't make it easy. easy. That's the supernatural, though. Like, that's the supernatural. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my mother, she pressed towards the mark, mm-hmm. that, the call of love. Mm-hmm. She did what was uncomfortable. She loved somebody that was at that time unlovable mm-hmm. so that she might see that love be produced in me. Who am I not to forgive somebody else? Who am I not to let somebody else feel that love? You or like as he has said, spend. Who are you to not spend that exact thing that was invested yeah. in you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she spent what she had. And she spent herself on me. Mm-hmm. And at the time, receiving nothing in a reciprocative fashion. This wasn't mutual. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But it brought me that that love brought me in the way of forgiveness mm-hmm. and produced in me something greater than me. So now I can operate from something greater because I'm chasing the same call now mm-hmm. only because somebody else chased it. If not two times more, it's like it, it just knowing that someone was able to do that for you. It makes you want to. Give it out to as many people as you can. And it, she did. She operated in a way that we all have to operate when we talk about forgiveness and stuff. So we get so caught up in what we can gain. Mm. We get so caught up yeah. in what what do I get out of this? And, and just to reverse it all the way to the top, Philippians 3 and 7, he says, But whatever gain I've had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Mm. Whatever I got. Whatever I, I'm, 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 I've attained, I don't entertain those things. I count them as a loss. The only thing I'm trying to gain is the things for the sake of Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? When we argue with people, we're trying to gain something, but it ain't for Christ's sake. It's for, for our, our sake. sake. Mm-hmm. You know? Think about this. Let's take it back to what we talked about at the beginning, life. Mm-hmm. He said, did all this in this world in First John two and sixteen is that all this in this world is lust of the flesh, lust pride of the of eyes, and the pride of life? Mm-hmm. What is he saying? The, pres- the preservation of life. Mm-hmm. 
the fixation on life. Me centered. The consuming of life. Mm-hmm. But it's never the abundant life. It's one thing we got to understand. We're constantly taking the life out of people when we're constantly consuming and never being concerned about what we can give back. Mm-hmm. See, that's what Paul's talking about. He said, you know, I spend and I'm willing to be spent. He's saying, I'm here to give. I'm here to push myself on whoever for the sake of love, for the sake of Christ. No other reason. I don't I don't get any other gain from this. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to look at in our relationships. When you look at your father now, you see something greater where you, you don't even care if he ever admits to anything. No. Don't care if he ever takes blame. Almost it's weird when we, we want people to take blame or own up to stuff. Yeah. For why? The, uh, apologies, period, I, I feel like it, are it, weird. It's weird. just like. You only saying it because I You want them to know, own it. You want them yeah. to wear it. What do you want them to wear? Shame. Mm-hmm. You want them you to be satisfied. It's just like, you know, the whole situation with, you know, Michael Vick. Yeah. It's like you, you built them up and then he did something you didn't like and you tore him down. And who gets to, t- to say when he's worthy of forgiveness? Right. That, that's, that's, he's not. He's not uh, acting remorseful enough. These are things people say. Where's the acts of contrition? Where's the donations to dog? This, that, and other. He didn't do time in jail. He didn't give money. When is enough enough? When is enough enough? And to the person that's in their own self, looking for their own gain, it's never enough. Never enough. We've said it to people before. Like, what do you want me to do? I I said, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We were like, what do you want me to do? They're like... I don't know. I feel like you should be. I should be able to do what you did back to me. See, you that see don't sound like at? life. Yeah. That don't sound like life. That don't sound like love. Don't mm-hmm. sound like Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem. You know what I'm saying? This is where forgiveness is an issue. This is where you even look on TV and you'll see these relationship shows and reality shows and people bringing back people in their past and they trying to patch things up mm-hmm. or they Trying to forgive, forgive my fix my life, fix my life. Yeah. I want to forgive my father. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there, and the only thing you're doing is talking about the past. Yeah. You understand that the act of forgiveness is to move towards love, not to go back. When we revisit instead of reaffirm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, th- this is the problem. Now, I know why they're doing it. The producers know why they're doing it. We want to revisit this because it produces drama. If I get you guys to start talking about the past again, you will play it out almost amazingly. Yeah. Or even for us, we'd like to revisit it because it just feels good. Like almost in a way, like it's like we revisit it. One thing that people do a lot, Antoinette, is. They revisit things to play it out how they wish it would have went in their minds. Mm -hmm. And it gives them a sense of comfort. You do this all the time. And what happens is is you find yourself in a place where it only feeds the monster of regret. The more you think about what you could have did. Oh, and I could have said this and I could have did this and I. Wish I would have did this. And you're just living in shame almost. Like, it just, just consumes you. Yeah. Either in bitterness for what people have done to you or in the shame and regret for what you have done. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is not trying to live in that. That's what it means to forget is that we forget what's behind us and we move forward. A lot of stuff that need to be behind us. We don't forget it in the sense of our memories. We will always remember but we won't remember as much because our mind is occupied on remembering what matters. Mm. Our mind is constantly rehearsing what matters. And so, you know, is what do you think? Is there anything else we didn't cover in forgiveness? I want to no, make we, sure we, because we covered a lot of stuff. A, a, a lot of people have, <laughs> you know, they have issues with it. I tried to make sure we covered like yeah. what it is, um, how to do it. Mm-hmm. How we the can't do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about harboring, you know, things and pain. Um, you know, I just want to make sure because. I mean, I know some people like 
if anyone listening has like issues with their parents or a loved one or something like that a lot of people feel like may feel like well what do i do i want to i want to have this forgiveness that we speak of like what does that what would that look like do i need to sit down and have a conversation you know Mm. is it something i need to pray about um see for me i i i don't think conversations do it not with people i think that it becomes because it's a meditation a state of mind Mm -hmm. that it starts with prayer definitely starts with prayer and i think that the more we we are seeking to pray and meditating on the meditations that Christ laid out in the Lord's Prayer, you get know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that we begin to see things like He sees it, and when we commit to ourselves to be in pursuit of peace, yeah. to be in pursuit of love, you just look at the relationships in your life and be like, "I'm going to aggressively put myself in a position to show love." Doesn't matter what they did to me. Doesn't matter how they hurt me. Doesn't matter. It doesn't how, matter how they could hurt me. Either. Doesn't even matter how they could hurt me. Mm-hmm. I'm here to be spent. Yep. Use me up. I used to get mad. It used to be like you know, I'm tired of people using me. That Bill Withers song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use me. You tell you use me up. Mm-hmm. I used to get frustrated. Be like, all I do is be nice to people. That's all they do. No, that's what we here for. Mm-hmm. And now I embrace that role. I'm here to be spent. Spin me up. Don't leave a dime. Because guess what? Less of me is more of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, we are, we are constantly in pursuit of a life that is abundant. And so I'm never used up, even though I'm used. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you operating in yourself, yeah, you should be getting upset when people use you. Because yeah. you ain't got enough. You ain't got a lot there. <laughs> You ain't got a full tank. The little bit you got. The little bit you got, you need to hold on to that and (laughs) and use it on Jesus. Until you fall in love with him and he can give you the abundant, Mm -hmm. the abundant love that you can love everybody with and never be concerned about you getting used. The abundant peace that you can deal and tolerate with all types of people and never worry about reaching your last nerve because you have a a renewable resource of nerves. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is the place that we come into when we operate in the abundant life. Only pe- the thing people want to talk about with abundance is money. And even for, for earthly the, things, <laughs> material for earthly things, things yeah. material things. I'm not looking for the abundance in my pockets. I'm looking for the abundance in my heart. I'm looking at when people break my heart, what pours out. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we're here to be broken. We're here to be used. We're here to be take, taken advantage of. <laughs> we're here to be put in a place of 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 being a blessing to people. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we close out, I pray that you receive something from this. Did you, you how, what you think about it? This yeah, is your topic, good. man. It was both of our topics. <laughs> It was good. Happy birthday, Anson. Thank you. I think it's just awesome. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Until next time. See you guys. See you guys later.